Chopper soup convos. It's spooky time. You know, Halloween's around the corner, but it's one of the best times in sports as hockey's regular season is back. You know, you got the WNBA finals. You got the NBA around the corner. The NFL college football's in full swing. It's a lot of sizzle going on. World Series. Yeah, world. No, nah, it's still it's still the 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 uh, championship oh, yeah. series, not the World Series yet. We almost there, but yeah, you're right. I didn't even mention that. You're right. Baseball playoffs is going off crazy, so it's a lot of active things going on. What's up, Jamal? What what are you tuning into right now, or are you just relaxed doing your research for fantasy football? I'm just relaxed, you know, looking at fantasy stuff. I might watch some Breaking Bad tonight. I've been enjoying that series. I'm oh, like, you want to see White Brothers cook it up? Yeah, that I gotta shit. cook it up. I gotta cook it up. That shit is dope as hell. I'm basically um pun intended. Gonna... Yeah, no, no, no pun intended. But I'm basically like catching up on a lot of classics television series. Like I'm about to finally watch Sopranos. Um. I finally have somebody I can watch Game of Thrones with because it's hard for me to watch white British people for an hour. So I'm about to watch Game of Thrones. And there's another one I want to watch. I might watch Ozark. It's hard for me to watch a lot of white television, but it's it, Breaking Bad's making it easy. Boys on this WET shit. Yeah, you know, I'm just watching the classics. I've already seen The Wire. I'm waiting for Bel Air to come back and be in. Oh, that's all the black classics we got. Well, we that nigga just in the wire and got out of there. <laughs> I'm oh yeah, I'm actually about to watch Snowfall too. That's a black classic. For sure, for sure. But you know, you know, just on my thug thizzle, man. Just living life, stacking up. I've been listening to a lot of young Dolph. So I'm on my paper route swag now. Um Young Dolph is a motivational speaker, so he fits in for my wintertime grind. The show, rest in peace, Dolph. His son was at uh, the Colorado game looking clean, but, you know, they choked the 29-point lead. What do you feel about that? And uh, can you answer why they're the most penalized team in college football? I can't answer that, but I just know Shadur needs to stop showing off his, his watch. You got to remember, too, it's his daddy's fault, man. Clock management, you would agree. You played. 29-point lead, and you guys choke it. A lot of it has to do with Dion trying to showcase Shador and put up garbage stats to inflate his numbers, and they were tricking shit off and let them come back. And Stanford's one of the worst teams in college football. That's a disgusting L, and Dion was trying to put the blame on the players. and like, bro, nigga, you the coach. You don't know clock management? Come on, man. That's That's nasty. But it's college football. You're supposed to be able to run it up. That's what everybody does. Hey, man, I understand what you're saying, but he should know the level of his team. And you know Travis Hunter just came back from his injury. He's <laughs> ready to murk that boy again. Boy put him in a thousand snaps. But, hey, God bless them all. I'm not rooting for them to lose. I'm just saying, hey, Dion, you better step your game up, brother. It's your first season. You're going to get better. I actually think um, going – Going to what Jason, going to what Jason Whitlock said, I think that all that showboat and shit is starting to catch up to him. Like they be they showboat a lot, and they like they're they're not that humble. Which you know I don't. That's really probably mind. why they get a lot. That's probably why they're the most penalized team in college football, Division One, because yeah, 
they're not disciplined. Yeah, and I, and I think being like, I think talking shit helps, you know, like people like Mayweather and shit like that. But all that showing off your watch shit when you win is just a little weird to me. But I mean, you know, he's a young rich man, so shout out to him. And, you know? and his but, daddy is the head coach telling people at the press conference, somebody should give my son a watch deal. Don't you see how he's balling and flexing and stunting? That's what he's doing. He tells niggas to call him Coach Prime. If you don't call him Coach Prime, he acts like you're calling him the devil. Foolish. Your your name is Deion Sanders. If someone calls you, wants to call you Coach Sanders, is that a sin? But I want to be Coach Prime. I want to be swaggy. That's him. I want them to, to match my match. I want them to love the game. Like, I love it. I'm like, hey, man, why don't you teach him how to follow the rules of football and stop getting so many flags on a play? See, now that's your problem, baby. You are talking all that bull jump. Yeah, see. I, I heard that bull jump you were saying. Whoa. Coach Prime, baby, we're going to get it done. You already know what it is. Ugh. Whoa, that's too <laughs> good. Oh, that bull jump. That's crazy. I can't wait till I stop cussing. That's exactly what I'm going to say. Bull jive. Yeah, I'm going to be a non-cussing man one day. That's like a flex. Is that going to be when you have kids or no? Before? Um, a little bit before I be not cussing now sometimes. <laughs> All right, that's good. Now you already mentioned your big brother's name, so let's go in this into the sports verses, you know. Jason Whitlock, my big brother. Yeah, versus Stephen Anthony Smith. You know, they've been beefing for years, probably a decade plus, you know, who knows? We we just watching from the outside in. But people like Dan Lebetard, he said he tried to piece him up because he's cool with both of them, but he fell out with Whitlock. And, you know, Whitlock is on his anti-mainstream shit. He's not affiliated with gambling companies like Dan Lebetard. He's not in the machine like Stephen A. Smith. He is, you know, considered a more conservative person. He says he doesn't vote, though. He's not a Republican. He don't vote. He's just a Christian. You don't vote for nobody? Nah. He's a goon still. He's still, you know, what some people would call, even though it's negative, stereotypically black. Me neither. I don't vote either. Yeah, look how he said it low. Relax. I ain't mad at you. You have your right. You can do what you want, man. I'm not here. I ain't voting for a damn thing. Whoa. Yeah, I don't know if I will either, but Danny, but hey. That's yeah, it. people get mad about it too, but yeah, they do. But hey, man. hey, y'all go fucking vote for God bless America, bombing people and shit. I ain't even gonna say nothing else because yeah. this I ain't gonna get political. But y'all go vote for all that carnage in this fucked up world. Hey, but man, I'm done. No politics. No politics. Get that out of here. It is what it is. But hey, your boy Stephen A. called Jason Whitlock allegedly because we don't know, but we know he's talking about him because Dan Lebetard mentioned that Stephen A. told him. I'm never going to mention his name publicly and I'm never going to give him the clout that he wants, that he supposes he wants. And, you know, Stephen A was being criticized for always dogging black men because Max was always, you know, on one angle being the hip hop, hip hop white man, you know, the white man that wants to act like he's more down than black men. You know, people like that, they're especially from New York. Michael mm-hmm. Rappaport's one of them. You know that. Andrew Schultz. Yeah. Well, no, I think Andrew Schultz, he's more cooler. He's more, he lets you know he's a white guy. He really asks questions and tries to, 
let you know, yeah, I'm not all the way here, but I really don't really rate your culture that much to want to be down that much. That's how yeah. he approaches it. He's not like Rappaport and uh, yeah. Max Kellerman that are like, nigga, I love rap. Rap's my favorite genre. I listen to all that. Yeah, that's actually not Andrew one. Schultz. Yeah, that's actually a good one. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, those guys, you know, that was what was going on behind the scenes and in front of the camera. That's why you know To said that statement that oh Max is more black than you. Even though Max loved that. He probably went home and cried tears of joy. Does Max have a white wife or a black wife? You know, a white wife. Come on, he's keeping it G, man. Or J. The other guy, um, what's his name? Nick Wright has a black wife, I think. Yeah, Nikki Wright, he's a differenter. You know, he's not, you know, Max Kellerman. You understand? It's different. You understand mm. that? Wright and Kellerman? That's mm. all I'm going to say. Anywho. Um, Whoa, Nick Wright's wife. Whoa, are you enjoying that? Is that a town you're liking? That nigga, he got some taste. Hey man, you need to back off. Don't lust after another woman. I'm not lusting. I'm just thinking. Don't lust after another woman's wife now. Another man's wife. Oh yeah, I said another woman. Yeah, sorry, Nick Wright. You're not a woman. You a man. Congratulations on that. But uh, yeah, you know, Whitlock got caught a fat bastard. Said that he's always been hating on black people. And, you know, Stephen A's, they've been criticizing him on hitting on black people. He's trying to, you know, throw pressure on somebody else. How do you feel about that? Do you think, think was that smart. was a nice move? Hell yeah, smart. Like, hey, this is who the real bad guy is, not me. <laughs> I don't go as hard on you guys as much. They did get mad at Stephen A for, like, getting mad at players about weed a lot. But we do. We need those kind of guys, even when Jason Whitlock does it. Even though I think I'm saying. sometimes That's his... Whitlock has always been around. He's been around for over 20 years, man. I remember seeing him on ESPN page two with Bill Simmons and other legends like Ralph Wiley, RIP. Jason Whitlock is a sports journalist legend, and he is more known for his writing than Stephen A is. So that's why he be flexing on Stephen A like, boy, I'm a better writer than you. And then Stephen A's like, hey, man, I'm, I have the number one show. I'm better on TV than you. But then <laughs> Jason Whitlock is like, hey, man, I did all that money stuff. I had the best. I had the number one show on Fox Sports. I'm the one that left the mainstream. And now I'm on this righteous campaign. And that's why you won't have an independent show now. You're trying to be like me, trying to commentate on other stuff. I even made you say you're a Christian, boy. And then a few seconds after that, you said you're more spiritual, though. So we know it's cat. But hey, man, that joke was too funny, man. I like their beef, man. Who do you think is winning this versus so far? You listen to Jason Whitlock's response. So yeah, but I haven't been, I haven't followed, listened to his follow ups because he's kind of been going in like he's happy now that he gets to like really spar with Stephen A because he's been trying to throw rocks at him for a while. Yeah, and now man. that he <laughs> now that he got him, he gonna keep going. <laughs> yeah, I told you, man. It's versus now. They I think that back and forth. I think that Marcellus Wiley is an interesting um, angle in this whole thing because he's kind of like them too. He just knows how to dress it up a little bit different than both of them. Like Stephen A is a little old school with his criticism of blackness, but Stephen A knows how to show like love still in it. Jason Whitlock's old school, his sometimes seems rooted in envy and bitterness to me. And then Wiley is a little younger, 
but he's still a lot younger. They're them niggas in their late fifties. He's in his like mid forties, early mid forties. He's he's a lot younger from Compton, but he went to Columbia. Yeah, and, so he's still one of those brothers. Yeah, he's still like, like, yeah, he be trying to act like he's not really that down. Like I'm from Compton, yeah. dog, and you know what I'm saying. Nah, he, he threw up this. Now nah, he still he threw up this set on one of his episodes like last week. He ain't like Willie McGinnis though. Well, yeah, because he went to Columbia, you know. That's some Willie saying. McGinnis is a real LBC boy. Yeah, w- Willie McGinnis went to, uh, you know, USC. You know, that's the hood. Still. Willie McGinnis had a jury curl for a long time. Yeah, you know. I mean, hey, you know, what Marcellus Wiley is a neighborhood boy, man. He's from the East Side, you know. And then, um, even Snoopy's a shout out. You know, my man Willie McGinnis. I mean, they went to high school together, man. <laughs> My man Willie McGinnis. You know, you know him, uh, Cameron Diaz. He he said he used to serve her gas. You know, yeah, that's not real. Yeah, you don't but, believe it? No, that's just. No. Oh, nah. why this not? Sounds cute. This sounds cute. Ah, uh, nah. But realistically, think about this. She wasn't getting gas from him. She got gas. She can get gas from anybody. Yeah, but the hey, maybe they're like, hey, the blacks have the best weed. <laughs> I don't know. We don't know back then. Yeah, right. Them white boys got fired in California. You ain't lying. Yeah, you right. You're right. <laughs> got fired in California. Hey, Everybody got fired in California. Well, Snoop didn't have the pack. <laughs> he had the pack. He and Cali. Everybody got fired. Whoa, but he couldn't serve it to the whites at his school? I don't know. Maybe, but I doubt. Whoa, he was you don't want him to have that? Did he even graduate from there? Huh? Did he even graduate? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Don't I think I've seen his graduation. Oh yeah, old school rappers graduate high school most of yeah, them. Yeah, the 80s and 90s rappers, you know. Except for like Jay-Z and uh Biggie. Biggie and yeah, New York. Boys, nice. New York boys. Yeah, New York, they already they understand like I'm wasting my time in school. I'm about to go trap. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. they go to work. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this is just an interesting battle of like who's the worst coon <laughs> to me. Uh, but Stephen A doesn't want to be a coon. Jason Whitlock doesn't mind if people call him a coon. Yeah, because he feels like he's trying to tell people the right thing. He's trying to get people on the righteous path. He's trying to tell people to protest the Super Bowl. Yeah, he's just tripping. Yeah, he's just moving real, real rapid. He's like too, just too. He turns people off so bad. Like I try to get people to watch his show. You gotta like, I have to like tell them like, nah, bro. Like, yeah, he does say this and that, but it's a good show. Like, <laughs> He turns people off so bad, and I just think that's bad for him. And yeah. people just don't like Stephen A. In my opinion, because he did soften up after his suspension. He used to be more, more a little more goony and raunchy. Of course, they just see him too much. Stuff. And it was the early, the like when him and uh, you know, Skip were together. You could be more real in that era, the early 2010s. They could really talk stuff. You no, know I'm saying even before that, he was. They would have liked yeah. that Stephen A. more. I mean, that's why he got slid. He was more hip hoppy. Yeah, he got fired for that. <laughs> for now he's older. He's like more George Jeffersony. Yeah, he's showing you his real conservative side. Exactly. Like he looks like somebody's uncle, like with his hair and all that. Like, <laughs> so like I just feel like people have grown to not like Stephen A. because they see him so much. He's very opinionated. He is but, all up in the camera, all star. But I feel like he got the fair, the unfair. And the whole um, Kaepernick thing with Max, and then I and then To's white girl loving ass can't say <laughs> he's not even that black. He said the black girls didn't rate him in Alabama, man. To not even like that black. He ain't like really black like that. He ain't like no Steve Smith. 
Yeah, you can say. He just Benzada's blacker than him. Oh my goodness, he is. You can say stuff like that. You know, I can't say stuff like that because I'm. He owes like a Levar Arrington type. I'm a child of immigrants. He's like a Levar Arrington type of nigga. Like he ain't like no Steve Smith. Whoa, Levar Arrington. Richard Sherman type of Why? Why does he have to hold that weight? I don't know. I don't know nothing about Levar. Um, just the way he talks sometimes. Some of his opinions. Pennsylvania man. Some of his opinion. Let me see what his what his wife like. Hey man, look at you again. Trying to look. okay, Lavar. Okay, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Lavar. My bad, man. That's what I'm saying. You don't even know he's like us, he's from Pennsylvania, like Wiz Khalifa. Come on, man. <laughs> you don't you, even know. You know, you've been to Pennsylvania, you've had fun up there. Come on, man. You've been to Philly, you've seen them white boys, you've been to other places in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, right. And he always had like real natural dreads. And he stuff. had Serena Williams before back in the day. So I'm saying he loved been loving black girls, he's a brother. Yeah, you try to you try to get him out of here. I'm sorry, Lavar. So, Good. but um, yeah, T.O. I'm trying to think. I don't know, but he 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 probably I don't know. He's just one of them kind of dudes that I just don't think can say question somebody's blackness. In my opinion, yeah. he needs to shut the hell up with that. Yeah, like yeah, you can't side with a white guy to a black man in front of people. You got to pull him to the side and say that. <laughs> and then who was it who said Stephen A is scared is not intelligent enough or something? Marcellus? I don't know. Oh yeah, and that's Marcellus's homie too, Max. They will think they're they want to be Ivy League niggas so bad. I mean, they are Ivy League niggas. And he told he said Stephen A is um doesn't feel intelligent enough to talk on TV with Max. Oh yeah, he talked about yeah, about how you know Stephen A was held back and you know. He was, he's talked about it, how he was held back for his, I think, reading. And, uh, you know, he had to lock in. He said he was embarrassed and that made him try to, you know, that's why he goes up with his vocabulary and stuff now, because he used to struggle with reading. So to me, I feel like they're ganging up on Stephen A. (laughs) There's like something going on. I don't know why that was attacking him. Does that mean to, to mention that? I just I just think it's weird that they're ganging up on him. Like, why do they want to bother him so much? It's because he's getting money. Why do they want him to be independent and shit so bad? He is independent. Stephen A? Yeah, he does his own podcast. Hey, why they keep like mentioning? He started doing that. He started doing that because he saw that they were all balling. But I seen Marcella's show when he first launched it. I'm I subscribed to it. He talked about not being a part of the machine. Like they're all on that right now. Yeah, because they see that joint's food gazy. They've they, all been in it. Jason Whitlock's been in it over 20 years, and Marcellus had been in it over 10 years. So, you know, everybody has their own experiences. There's only two major powers in sports media, ESPN and Fox Sports. They've been on both, you know, so they're ready to be outside the machine. Some people, they're going to continue to body pop between both of them. Or they're going to join the new outside powers, you know, like the gambling companies doing their thing. My favorite sports show right now is Gil's Arena, Gilbert Arena's show. I also fool with It Is What It Is, Cam and Mace's show, and Player's Choice. It's like independent, just regular guys talking basketball. So those are the sports shows I watch. I don't even watch mainstream media anymore. Like, do you? 
Um, not really. I I look at a few um takes. Um, there was these one NFL dudes. I gotta find their podcast. They're like they weren't really stars, but they have like a good down to earth um football podcast. They I forgot what their names were. Like they weren't stars in them, but they were in the league and shit. And they had I've seen their show a few times, and um, their show is pretty dope too. I wish I knew the name of it, but um, so dope you don't know the name. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't really, you know, I don't really watch sports podcasts like that. But I dig it. How, how you feel about speaking of all these people hating on each other? How do you feel about what Steve Smith said about Jerry Judy or just old and like um? I like um, it. He said Rodney Harrison. These guys are R and B thugs. He don't know how to criticize. He don't know how to take criticism. So because of that, after drop his status to a tier three receiver because he doesn't have the mentality of a dog to try to be better and take wisdom. And we're not talking about taking. I love you, Michael Irvin, but you 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 told C.D. Lamb that nonsense by telling him to catch the football with his body, catch it with your hands, boy. <laughs> All these high definition gloves they got today, catch it with your hands. All, All these right? gloves. Yeah, that boy said catch it with your body. Yeah, Michael Irvin, relax, take it easy. But uh, yeah, these athletes now, like Rodney Harrison, he was nasty though. I didn't like that. Like people like that trying to bait someone to diss <laughs> man. That's weirdo stuff. Yeah, you just say it yourself, punk. Yeah, like what do you need him to? Come on, man. You know Zach Wilson. Come on, man. Help. <laughs> Help. Yeah, yeah, that was whack. I like Chris Jones for like nah. He played a good game. That nigga was bowling. You ain't see him. Like why he hating right now? So, yeah, those type of guys are weirdos. Like uh, Dante Whitner, who did he criticize? Tyreek Hill, he said he would kill him. Hey, man. <laughs> he said he said he's lucky that he's not in the league. Uh, I would kill you if I was out there. Do you like that talk? Dante Whitner wasn't even all that good. He should just hit people. <laughs> That's what he's trying to say. I would kill I you. I don't know if he got no – he might have a Pro Bowl. He, You know what I mean? He's not – he oh, wasn't like he that. Might. <laughs> he might. Like, he wasn't all that, like – Speaking of LeVar, LeVar Arrington was better than him. And LeVar was plagued by injuries. LeVar Arrington was a linebacker, right? Wasn't Dante Whitner a safety? Yeah, I'm just saying as an overall player. So Dante Whitner got three Pro Bowls. Two from what I see. Wikipedia says three. Hey, man, I'm on. Football reference? Yeah, that joint says two. 2012 and 2014. True. Yeah, man. But yeah, he's going. But yeah, I think it's interesting that the NFL is finally like was lights out and Hitner. Yeah, they called him Hitner. Yeah, he used to knock niggas out. You know, I wasn't watching football when he played. That was... Yeah, he was a hitter. Oh, like never that. mind. Yeah, two thousand six. I kind of on the Bills. I remember that era of him. Oh, and then he was on the Forty ers when they made the Super Bowl. Yep, yep. Word. Okay. I'll tell you, Hitner is what they called him. Yeah. And he ended his career with the Redskins. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I was way out of there by then. I didn't even know he played for them. He That's played it. for the Browns and Redskins. That's yeah. bad. Did he end his career? Yes, sir. Yeah. So what do you think about the criticism? I mean, I like it when the NBA players do it, like because it's Shaq and Charles Barkley. They're all-time greats. But, yeah, you see what you're doing with the NFL? You got – Regular brothers talking, not Steve Smith Sr. Regular brothers? Yeah, <laughs> Steve Smith Sr. is a doggy dog. He's a borderline Hall of Famer, but... He's yeah. a true Raven. Yeah, Rodney Harrison, and... I mean, I think Rodney Harrison was pretty good, right? Or he was. 
Yeah, or yeah, he was he was good. Would he's you better call, than Dante Whitner. I think yeah, he was he's he might be like a borderline Hall of Fame player. Him and Steve Smith are the same basically. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, yeah, he's probably a borderline Hall of Fame player too. He got two two first team All Pros, one second team All Pro. Yeah, well, from what I see on, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, two, yeah, yeah, two first team All Pros. That's all Pro Football Reference shows. Shout out to Warren Sapp. He told Jason Whitlock, they would, what the hell is second team all pro? You need to get that out of here. We don't care. He's like the shack of football to me. I like that. But that's what I'm saying because he's an all-time great. He can talk that talk. Yeah. I like people like that making noise. What the hell, Dante Whitner? You need to sit down. But I think it's tight that the NFL is finally. Nah, I like it. I like people like him talking too, though, for real, because that's cool. We need that because these guys used to play. Then you know how these guys feel. We played in the more physical, thuggy era of football. You guys in the R and B era? What we would murder you? That I would. I feel Dante Whitney saying that. <laughs> I would murk you, boy. I would kill you, dog. Like boy, like yeah, you fast as hell. You way better than a lot of ro- wide receivers that I ever faced. You're a Hall of Fame wide receiver, Tariq Hill. He never took away his talent, but he said, "Yeah, I would get one hit on you, boy. I'm taking you out of here." Just like Burfett, Murtha, Antonio Brown. Like, he got one on him. Yeah, that you know, was... Back, yes. Mm. So, yeah, what if Dante Winters like, hey, man, I would have got you. If I still played on the Bills, woo, I would have... When we play you two times a year, I would have got you. I could I could relate to that. I could see that. I like, though, that the NFL is finally, like, getting their, um, their like, Shaq and Charles because I feel like the older, like, NFL players that made it they kind of weren't on like no goon stuff like well randy's been there for a while um but he's relaxed he be, he's cried on tv he's relaxed I mean, prime um dion was there he was nice um marshall falk was nice they didn't like do all the shack and charles barkley stuff yeah michael Irvin don't be dissing nobody yeah all the old school dudes they want to be nice it seems yeah i can't think of any other legends Richard Sherman's there. He's a little, he's like the new guys, but he's not as mean yet. He said, yeah, well, you think he wants to talk. Tony Gonzalez don't be talking shit. Mark Schlereth used to like turn up a little bit, even though he's a white man. Yeah, he's a coach, but Rex Ryan be talking. Yeah, but he's still not as crazy as Steve Smith and Dante Whitner. Nah, he went crazy on the Broncos. He was like, man, if they hired me as their coach, defensive corner i would have done this 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 he was cooking them like man yeah, he says stuff like i don't know how the patriots think they're gonna win football games with this guy like yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm he be cooking niggas. i like that he's the only one but he's a coach now you're right it's none of the older players like uh shannon sharp does he diss any well i mean he had beef with dk metcalf so he must be critical then i guess he's pretty critical but he's critical like a like an old man mm. like chuck and um Shaq, they do it different. Like Chuck, they like clown you more than they are. <laughs> yeah, they're more funny. They're comedic with it. That's what makes it hurt more. Street clothes. I'm gonna call him street clothes. Yeah, that's, they're too they're too next with it. Yeah, that's why that's... Shaq has beef with people like Javel McGee. They're like the way he says his name, he'll make your name sound like you're a killer clown. Javel McGee. Oh my god. And then um, his mom have to talk to Shaq's mom. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Shaq had beef with Damian Lillard. They they had the rat. 
he be talking a lot of talk, and he'll be saying like, "Yeah, I'm level seventeen classified, whoop de whoop." Because like, yeah, nigga, I'm like, I'm the diesel, I'm the most dominant nigga ever. What are you talking about? I can't criticize you. And he bullied Dwight Howard. Yeah, because he tried to take it because Kenny Smith, Superman is in the building. And he's like, hey, man, I'm Superman. That's the reason why nobody likes Dwight, because it's Shaq. Kobe <laughs> said he was mean. He's big. He's mean. He doesn't like, he, he likes the fact that he's big. He was like, now, Kobe was cooking Dwight too. He yeah, but not like Shaq. Huh? Not like Shaq out in yeah. public and in the open and shit. Kobe cooked him in a locker room and as a, play, a teammate. Shaq was cooking him like personally because <laughs> he's mean. Shaq is mean as nice and shit as he is and be smiling and he's nice to the up, picking people up. No, he's nice to like other celebrities and he be picking he's people, like, people up. But that nigga mean as hell. He's a bully like shit. Kobe said he's mean. I mean, they say Kobe was mean. They said he's mean. He most big guys don't want to be big. They they act like they're they don't know how to be big. He liked the fact that he was bigger than you and he would bully you. But Shaq, you know, they try to say Shaq was, you know, the class clown, man. He liked to have fun. No, that nigga's mean. Whoa. But he buys, allegedly, you will never mind. And what Dante Whitner said, you're fast, but you're lucky. I'd have killed you on that field. Mind your business, homie. Whoa, mind your business, homie? Because <laughs> Tariq, Tariq said, what's up with the old heads? He didn't like being called an old head. Nah, but that's true, though. What's up with them? They being critical. I understand they... They don't like it. They're like, damn, they trying to go viral. A lot of people are saying that. Do you think that? <laughs> the old people, that, they don't know how to go viral, right, without defending you. He said, yeah, I was going to tell you, you know what? I said some things I shouldn't have said, but you know what? I'm sorry for calling you a jag. Just another guy. He can't take criticism from Agent 89. And then, you know, he just went off into more of it. Agent but, um, 89. Whoa. He told Steve Smith. Like Agent Zero? I never heard Agent 89. What's yeah, that? He's trying to come up with stuff. Hey, that's crazy. Hey, man. All right. Let's hey. Remember Jalen uh, Ramsey had issues with Steve Smith. Mm. When he showed off his, uh, his effeminate, you know, swag in the locker room when he was oh, talking. True. That was, that was, Michael Irvin had issues with Steven, Steve. I said Steven with Steve Smith. Remember? No, I don't remember that. Nah, when they all worked on NFL Network and they would be like yelling at each other and like trying to cut each other off. One time, Steve Smith was trying to go and like Michael Irvin, that's when he went viral for oh, oh, yeah. Another thing, too, Keyshawn and Warren Sapp. What's up with these NFL niggas? Is the CTE kicking in? Whoa, what does Keyshawn do? Him and Warren Sapp's beef keeps coming back. Oh, well, you know, yeah, yeah. Keyshawn allegedly wasn't a good teammate, man. And was he average? Yeah, he wasn't that great. I mean, he was good, but he wasn't worthy of being the first pick in no damn draft. (laughs) That's ridiculous. He's the He wasn't Tory Holt. He's the yeah, huh? He wasn't Tory Holt. He's not better than Reggie Wayne. (laughs) Come on, man. That's nasty. Reggie Wayne was a monster, too. That's what I'm saying. But Reggie Wayne was the number two receiver. At, at most of his career until, you know. He was like a Rod Smith, Keenan McCardell. Yeah, that's what Reggie Wayne was. He was like the best version of that. What was the dude on the um Dolphins they had? They had a big guy. was in Boston. Yeah, it was. Chambers. Oh, Chris Chambers? Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty good, but he was athletic. But, yeah, you know, hey. Dang, he's a Joey Galloway, Amari yeah. Toomer. 
That's probably Santana Moss is better, man. Damn, Santana. Look it up. I wonder if Plexico was better. Hey, might be. I'd rather have him in Big Gear Games. Plexico scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Maybe Keyshawn did too, but I don't remember, man. We he was slow. <laughs> yeah, man. He was yeah, nothing tight about his game. Yeah, I didn't understand when I was a kid. I'm like, I thought he's tight. He made three Pro Bowls. Give me the damn ball. He only caught 100 passes once in the season. Only got 1,000 yards four times and only got 10-plus touchdowns in the season once. It's nothing tight about that. 64 touchdowns for his career. Three time, three Pro Bowls. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Ten thousand receiving yards, sixty four touchdowns. Let's see Santana Moss. Yeah, sixty six touchdowns. Santana. Yeah, and he also has ten thousand yards. Mm. Damn, he's on the Santana Moss level. No disrespect. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, see, I'd rather have Santana Moss. I'd rather have that speed on my side. Santana was nice on the Jets, too. Yeah, he was. Damn. Santana Moss. That's what I'm saying. I'd rather have And See, I didn't even know Santana Moss's numbers were that comparable to Keyshawn Johnson. That's hilarious. Yeah, Keyshawn and Steve Smith is way better than him. That's what I'm saying. Way better. 81 touchdowns, 14,000 yards. And that's why Warren Sapp can talk that talk like, bruh, I'm a top five defensive tackle of all time. I won defensive player of the year. That's the MVP of defense. I'm a Don. I'm still, I'm one of the gods of my position, bruh. I'm a top 50, top 100, whatever. When you talk about the greatest football players ever, and you make a top 50, top 100, whatever, I got to be in consideration. I'm definitely in the top 100. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Warren Sapp is like, nigga, I maximized my potential. Nigga, you were the first pick, and what the hell were you? You were Rod right. Smith got 11,068 touchdowns. I'm saying, hey, man. Damn, he's better than Keyshawn. This is fun. Yeah, boy, this is fun. <laughs> but, yeah, um. Yeah, but yeah, it's interesting to see uh old people in football tripping out and fighting um and hating on the young people. But speaking on hating on the young people, oh, Lord. have you heard uh Drake's son's uh hot bars? Uh not really. I avoided it. Yeah, it sounds like a kid how a kid would rap, but it's like but, not good at all. But people are saying that it's a the level of a poor kid rapping, not poor as in financial status but poor as in the quality because they went back to the 1990s and showed by wheezy rapping as a little kid and raven simone and other kids rapping and they were way better than adonis yeah but they had people writing their lyrics adonis drake drake has been obviously showcasing his son right earlier this year he did the sunday conversation with barstool sports and his son was with him. He was basically the co-star of it, getting asked questions as well, talking. He has him in the video of 8 a.m. in Charlotte. He drew the album cover and the cover art. He's He raps on a song at the end of the song on the album. And now he just put out his song and video. How do you feel about Drake's promotion of Adonis? I think it's good father stuff. 
Um, I think it's cool that he knows it's not good. And he's also seems like he's literally letting him do whatever he wants. Yeah, I think that's pretty helpful instead of like trying to guide him and not make it real. I think that's as like a from a father perspective, it's pretty respectable and it's pretty tight. I think it's a dope thing for him to do. And um he's like introducing his son to his like craft and getting him into arts. I mean, I can't hate on it from like a yeah, father. It's pretty cool. I can't but hate on it, honestly. Are trying to say that he's trying to, you know, exploit his son. And I'm like, hey man. He ain't exploiting his dad. Yeah, come on, man. I think the kid just wants to have fun. Man. It's, it's like when Steph was shooting in, when he was a kid at Dell's practices and shit. To me, it's the same thing. It's like it's like when people, when Tom Brady brings his son to training camp. Yeah, but you know, in music, it's different because, you know, like I said, Adonis, like you mentioned, put out a video and a song. So people are critiquing that. That's you just know. a scrimmage, man. Whoa, yeah, that's t- that's a good way to put. Whoa, that's a yeah, scrimmage. like like Tom Brady's son used to throw passes at training camp. Whoa, which one? Um, the one he, like, you know, he. Whoa, he, the he, one he what? <laughs> <laughs> well, he does it to all of them, but. Whoa, you don't know. You know he, that's he, crazy. I don't know why you gotta ask me which son is his son. I don't know don't the know oldest. The oldest, but yeah, he used to be at um Patriots and Bucks training camp because you know Tom Brady's like. He he don't he can't like being on the road and being great. You're not gonna be able to spend time with your kids. So he would bring he would bring him to training camp. So that's how I look at it. I feel like Drake is at a point in his career. That's why he's taking the hiatus to manage. Uh, you know, yeah. I dig really, it. yeah. So, and then it's just he like to fix his tummy issues. It's just like Beyonce allowing Blue Ivy to perform with her. During yeah, her that's time. cool. Like if you can. And, and like uh add your kids into like your craft or what you do that's yeah, I just saw madonna luxury. had one of my bad no you good i just saw madonna had one of her african kids voguing for and that joint was looking cool yeah i was kind of scared because you know those kind of people i didn't i didn't know like you know <laughs> i didn't know <laughs> i can't tell what was going i saw it but i was like i thought she had a son that used to dance to Michael Jackson. I was like, is that the son doing that? That's the daughters. I was thinking, like, is he like doing like, you know. Oh, you thought is he body popping now? I thought he was this? doing like D-Wade D- stuff, no disrespect. <laughs> I thought like, oh shit, she made him like D-Wade's son. Oh, man. I, but then I didn't see Black Twitter attack her because they probably would have got on her if she did. Of course that. they wouldn't, because yeah, it was the daughter, yeah. So <laughs> you know, it's all good, but yeah, shout out to Drake having fun with his son. Shout out to Adonis for having fun and having parents that let him express himself and get his shit off, man, creatively. That's really cool. My man was at his birthday party rapping with his friends. That was tight on stage. I think they were in the club. Yeah, that just looked like the Kid Source Awards, man. That was fresh. That was tight. So shout out to Adonis having fun. Hey, if my dad was one of the greatest rappers of all time. He better hand me a Mike Punk. But I know I can't say the N-word, though. You better not say it, Adonis. Yeah, they saying that. You better not yeah, say it. can't, though. You right. Dang, you know, you're only like 20, 25% black. You got to take it easy. Dang. So, hey, your daddy is half black, and then your mama's all white. So, hey, you got to lay low. Can Kanye's kids say the N-word? Yeah. You know, that's the rule, right? If you have, you can say it. Like J. Cole. Yeah, exactly. And Drake. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Drake too. Yeah. 
Yeah, so shout out to them, by the way. They have the number one song in America. I know the young people were sad. The They wanted Yeet to win with Drake. They have the number <laughs> two song. In they almost America. made it happen. Yeah, they, they have the number two song in America, but, but Yeet and Drake have the number one global song on Billboard's chart. So the most streamed song in the world was the Drake and Yeet song. So that's what the world wants. That sauce. And that's what I'm saying. You Americans need to get into that rage stuff because it's blowing up. That shit going to go big in Europe. And we're going to talk about Playboy Cardi right now because I believe his label has the best rap year out of any label. Opium, they've been going crazy. Money for fun. Shout out to Ken Carson, who's just sold over 45,000 first week with his album, you know, Great Chaos. LeBron's been bumping it heavy. You got sports. Whoa, where's Kimba at? Huh? I thought that was an Atlanta Hawks jersey that Kimba was wearing. Hey, man, nah, he's in Europe, man. He plays for, like, Monaco. Oh, snap. Anyways, my bad. Whoa, Go ahead. snap. Whoa. Ken Carson, 40,000. That's pretty good. Yeah, 45-plus thousand. Yeah, he did good, man. And LeBron, you got people like LeBron bumping the album, promoting it heavy. Drake is bumping the album, promoting it. You got uh, sports publications like Bleacher Report uh, posting his lyrics because he's saying I'm in New York and I know they ain't going to shoot shit like Julius Randle. <laughs> ah, what a line. Oh, wow. I just seen something. I'm turned up. But uh, I just seen a town I'm liking. That's good. But yeah, shout out to uh, Destroy Lonely. He put out his album earlier this year. If looks could kill, and then he added the deluxe. That drum was pretty good. Yeah, if looks could kill. If I had to do a list of like my top twenty five favorite albums of twenty twenty three, if looks could kill extended version would definitely be there. He had a short film to go with the album that was pretty cool. He's been profiled by rolling stone complex you know big publications so he's doing his thing and then you have you know those homicide boys i've been bumping they tape a lot it's funny that joint homicide gang snot or not that joint dropped in april 12 tracks that joint's pretty good my favorite song on it is uh track 11 block work that joint just goes very anthemic i think they're about to put out a new project they have a song that came out last week or yeah like a week and a half ago called what it is produced by pierre that joint's pretty good so i like what playboy cardi's doing he's basically creating his own universe through his label because if you look at the past movements was created by a region of people doing similar things like the quote unquote neo soul movement, the soul Quarians, is because you have the roots, Common, Erica Badu, Jay Dilla, Q Tip, these type type of people, D'Angelo doing similar type of music, Jill Scott Bilal. So it creates this universe, just like in LA gangster rap when you had NWA, Ice T, then you have People like Dub C in the Mad Circle in the cut. You have uh, MC8 and his boys in the cut. Like they created like, oh, the LA rap scene. And then of course, Bay Area, you have what they doing. E-40, Too Short, Ain't Banks, all those guys. Even MC Hammer, you can't forget him. That nigga went diamond. 
first rapper to go diamond. Like you have to create these movements, and that's what Playboy Cardi's doing. He tried to sign people like uh, Hard Rock, Glock 40, Spaz. They turned him down, but I see like they would have been great signings too because they doing their thing. I like Hard Rock's project this year, especially the song uh, Kick Door. Like, but have you listened to any of these projects or given them a chance? I listen to Destroy Lonely and I listen to Ken Carson's a little bit. I, I like I can't listen to that shit by myself or in the morning. You know what I mean? I could probably listen to it in the gym, but it's definitely not a morning album for me. Um, and it's not like a by myself album. I won't need to listen to that like with people like pre-gaming and shit. That's a social album to me. Ken Carson isn't really my thing. His beat I like Destroy Lonely's album though when I listen to yeah, it. Yeah, his joint's more player, uh, especially like um how you feels like player rage intro, but if looks could kill, he's I like I said, he's goth gunner, man. He's a he's a fly fresh nigga, man. Like literally the second song is if looks could kill, third song fly shit. He's letting you know what type of stuff he's on fast. But then he like I say, he also has that versatility where he has that real southern bounce. He still has that sauce, like on songs like Chris Paul, Biggest Problem. Catch a kill, new new, Wagwan. Do they all tour with Cardi? Yeah, they're all gonna go on tour with Cardi soon on the antagonist tour, or whatever. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah, all of them. Yeah, that's like a side gang, destroy lonely Ken Carson, and then Playboy Cardi. That that's, that's like how he said Wiz abandoned his sound. Yeah, Cardi, like you said, is building his own universe of a sound that he helped create. He's gonna benefit from it. Yep. And that's dope that he's a part of it. And that's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like it's real boss moves. Yeah. That's what I you're mean, supposed to Rocky do. tried to like, you know, keep it's up. It's that with. Rocky wasn't it wasn't really his label though. He was it was, you know, rest in peace, Yams. Yeah. Oh, true. He was the real boss, you know that. He was risen. Yeah. It's just ASAP Rocky, for lack of a better term, was Method Man. He's the first star. He's the most you know, charismatic. He has the most star power. Mm-hmm. But just like how Method Man had the most star power, ASAP Ferg was having those hits that the hood was fucking with more, though. Like ODB. Yeah, just like ODB, Raekwon. Just like Raekwon, like Ghostface. Like, that's mm-hmm. what niggas was bumping more, low-key, because they made better albums that connected to them. Method Man was like, he was like the wonder kid that for some reason, his albums, solo albums, didn't connect the same way. And you could argue his best stuff is Takao is good, but it's just not like a masterpiece, like how Cuban Links, uh, Return to the 36 by ODB, Supreme Clientele, yeah, uh, even Iron Man. I'm just talking about their first album runs, right? Like, right, like in that era, like Method Man went first 94 with Takao, and it was good, but it's like. 94 is one of the sickest years ever, you know? Yeah, I don't hear about it with, like, the Ready to Dies or Illmatic. Yeah, because that dropped 94. Illmatic dropped 94. Southern Player Listed Cadillac Music dropped 94, you know? Like, I think The Diary, Scarface might have dropped 94. Tribe Called Quest, weren't they still dropping shit? That was November 93, but, yeah, that's still rocking in 94. Mm -hmm. Doggy Style dropped November 93. That's still rocking in 94, but, yeah, Takao didn't boom. It didn't mm-hmm. get through in there. Not compared to that. Yeah, and then 95, you have 
uh, Liquid Swords drops, Jizza, Cuban Links, Rayquan. I hear about that more than I do to And then 96, you have uh, Ghostface with Iron Man. That joint was crazy. That's a classic. So the other person that's album got messed up was Inspector Deck because the Wu Mansion got flooded and his album got lost in there. So yeah, sorry, Inspector Deck. I heard that joint was going to be foolish, but yeah, but, uh, you know, I like what Playboy Cardi's doing. And, you know, another artist that has been doing that. Hold on me, real quick. Go ahead. It is dope that Playboy Cardi's doing that because um, a lot of his peers, to me, not that that's a requirement, they, to me, haven't been able to do that. I feel like Travis has tried and he's not really doing bad. He has Don Tolliver, but, um, you know, like... Uzi hasn't really done that. Not that it's a requirement. Or like Future, Migos, nobody else I can really think of. Yachty tried with his little cell team, you know, but. He's revamped it. He has a new squad now, Concrete Boys or whatever, you know. Mm, true. Yeah, and he has that girl Caribou, the girl that raps with Anicia mm. on Splash Brothers. That's his artist. Word, word. Yeah, he always kind of tried to do that since the yeah. beginning. And, um, but. I just feel like Cardi's leading the pack for that. And I would say Travis is number two. Travis has a bigger artist, like Don Tolliver. Yeah, Sheck Sofago. He signed Sofago, but that didn't work out. Yeah, Sofago yeah, was like a rage boy, too. And um, Yeah, but he hasn't worked out. He's not, I guess he just signed it. Travis and fell off. And then Sheck West, you know, his allegation. He was like an ASAP Ferg to me. Yeah, Could've Sheck been. West, he was sharing him with Kanye, first of all. And then... Secondly, you know, the allegations with abusing Justine Sky just ruined his career. But I would put uh, Cardi at the number one uh, of doing the ball because nobody there has been no rap bosses of the 2010s. Drake, you know, J. Cole. Yeah, J. Cole's doing good. You're right. Um, yeah. Earth Gang, J.I.D. Uh, yeah. Who's that? Ari Lennox. Who's the best? The best dude with? Yeah, best. Yeah. He's with J. Cole, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's pretty good. You think that's better than uh homicide? Yeah, because you know, those brothers have, and and sisters. I mean, what's Cardi's joint called again? Opium. Yeah, do you think it's better than opium? Yeah, Dreamville, yeah, it is because they've lasted longer. They've been around longer, so they've had more success. Like he's put out a group project that went platinum, you know, they have successful records together, like they have a legendary moment where they were inviting people to the studio with them to make the album, and it was a big thing. The rollout was crazy, and I think Ari Lennox has a successful album. Like, she has a gold album, successful songs on her own, Earth Gang. I don't know if they... I think, yeah, they do have plaques through their Dreamville album. I think they all have... That's the cool thing. By making a label album and taking it seriously, and like I said, like that's the way most people make a young nigga album. And if you look at J. Cole... During that period, that's when he started to be open and collab with more people. And then afterwards, he started doing features because being in that energy, being around young people, getting that vibe will inspire you. And that's what you can tell Playboy Cardi is doing. He's working with young people that are inspired by him, but they also inspire him because mm -hmm. Homicide Gang, that Homicide, Homicide, that's their ad lib. Mm -hmm. that, they're the Homicide Gang. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. their swag, but... It's funny, like, they're street niggas, but they swag like Playboy Cardi. So, like, one of them kind of has his voice is kind of like nudie. So it's funny to me. It's like, dang, 
I listen to them like dang, it's like a uh Cardi testing stuff with them, like dang, all right, what type of vibes they got? Oh, okay. Like I, I can see, I see that he literally does do that. Like um, like I said before, Ken Carson had a project X and he had a song Teen X, and then uh Playboy Cardi has a song called Teen X <laughs> with future, like you can tell he's inspired by them. They're inspired by him. And that's how he stays fresh. And they're still able to express themselves. And now they're about to go on tour and all eat together. That's about to be tight. Like, I wish, yeah, like you mentioned, more people could do that. J. Cole has done that. He has the Dreamville Fest, you know, yearly. And they be doing numbers. Like, that's cool. And they all, of course, they all perform. And go Does up. Griselda count? Or are they too late? Yeah, too they do. And I, I was about to mention them because, you know, West Side Gun put out And Then You Pray For Me last week. A lot of people put out music recently. We'll try to get to it as quick as possible because it's getting late. But um, uh, West Side Gun put out And Then You Pray For Me. It's a real twist from what he usually does. It's dusty, half dusty beats, half old school trap beats. Yeah, it's and it's not even tight old school trap beats. I felt I like them. Like, I like the trap songs. Yeah, I don't. I don't and know. I remember you told me Griselda, that's what they used to rap on. Yeah, they I mean that's remember era, yeah. They used to rap on like Jeezy beats before they went super dusty New York. Yeah, but see, but yeah, see, but look at those Jeezy beats weren't real. I was like, man, go get Shawty Red, go call D Rich. It's like they gave they got the the D file from Takey. <laughs> I feel like Sexy Red has a better folder of beat selection than they got. Like Take Keith was giving them old stuff. You're not right? supposed to rap on those Sexy Red ass shaking beats. No, I'm not talking exact. I'm not talking about s- s- rapping on those exact s- type of production. I'm just saying the level like that. You know, you can hear that beat like Ski Ye Pound Town. That's an A level Take Keith beat. Like the stuff that he gave the future on the wizard, those were a level take Keith beats, and they weren't like those type of songs. Like they're real melodic and player. Like take Keith impressed me on. Uh, I, I need to find that song. I'm trying to remember the name of the song because that beat is crazy. Uh, Was it on the wizard? Yeah, I'll find it. Oh yeah, here it is. I got the track list right. Yes, yeah, temptation. Yeah, mm. like that beat on Temptation is crazy, but that's Take Keith. But like that's oh yeah, Cartier Domus Mind. That's what I'm saying. That beat's mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah, that's an A level beat. But yeah, yeah, the, the Westside Gun did it get that? He was sounding like he was lost, and he did promise you that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that that's an A level beat. Like that's what I'm saying. Like those beats are foolish, but you know it's a different type of bounce. But like. This, yeah, hey man, it's I'll definitely listen to it again because it's not all terrible, but it's just yeah, it's a for it to be the follow up to Pray for Paris. I consider that his best his best project by far. But if this is the sequel's disgusting, it's just like what Nas did to me this year with putting out the sequel Magic Two. I think Magic Five is arguably a top five. Excuse me, the original Magic is a top five Nas project in its catalog. Maybe number six, because you can argue Life is Good is better. I, maybe I'll put out my list next week, because I know I think I mentioned last week, but I think for this to be a sequel to your masterpiece is disgusting. It's very disappointing. Dang. 
I mean, I like that one song, 1989. Until, well, Stove got a lot of people hate that song. Stove <laughs> got messed it up. What, uh, West Side a lot of Gun. people think West Side Gun was geeked on me. I liked his part. That Chopped and Screw shit was tight. Yeah, he's done that before. He he's done that before. He did it better on Pray for Paris on the hit on the song he had with Baldy James. Yeah, True. but that's what I'm saying. It's like he's doing the same thing he's done, but he's doing it worse. <laughs> but his song with Ty Dolla Sign was funny. But he's done a song like that before with Armani Caesar on mm. uh, Who Stole the Sunshine, like. He's just redoing the same. He's formulaic, you know. That's why he's talking about taking a break, just like Drake. He's talking about just doing shorter projects now. Yeah, a lot of these brothers are getting burnt. They've been putting out a lot of music, and because that dusty shit gets old. It's just, but you can say that gets old. But people are saying Drake's music is getting old too, because he's doing the same thing. It's not even about what it is. It's just if you do the same content over and over and over again, and you drop a lot and there's not much variation in it, then, yeah, it's going to bore people out. It's going to all sound the same. And that's why... I think it's a coincidence that Drake, the king of the mainstream and West Side Gun, one of the kings, the real leaders of the underground, both of them need to take breaks because they've been leading for too long, working too much. They need to get more sauce and more inspiration and let some space for other people turn up. And that's why... Once again, you know, we're like future fanatics here. So we mention him all the time. That's why I fuck with him even more because he does has the same content, but he switches it up a yeah, lot. Yeah, with the production and the melodies and he tries different things. Yeah. Like, bro, he did The Wizard, which was, as you know, uh, like a complete amalgamation of, of, of his catalog. And then he did Save Me the same year, which was like a kind of a Hendrix, Hendrix 2.0. It was like Hendrix 2.0. I'm 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 actually reading Dre Moon's stuff because um I didn't know he did Love Thy Enemies and Drunken Love. Um, you know Dre Moon, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he from works. he's from uh Maryland. Yeah, oh word, I didn't know that. That's tight. Silver Spring or Brandy Wine. It says nice. But um, yeah, like I didn't know he did Save solo. from the hood, but for him, he from Brandy Wine. I love a, solo. Sandman line. Oh, for real? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, what happened to that guy? He's still around. I'm not broke. I'm broke in. I still, I still fool with him, man. I still look out for him a little bit, man. He's still all right. But um, yeah, Dre Moon did solo and throwaway. And yeah, he does a lot of co-production with Metro too. Yeah, he's with Boominati. It says. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's with Metro. Yep. So he does a lot of futures, different stuff, which is yeah. tight to me. Yeah, he was on All Right with Metro. That and you know, yeah, All Right too. That's a freaky beat. I love that. So it's kind of cool. Like it's like this is like random, but I wonder if he did um um Good Morning since he did Drunken Love. I don't know because uh, Drunken uh, Good Morning was with Detail. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it just and seems Drunken like Love and Drunken Love was with Detail. So probably yeah. It seems like Future calls him to get really different. He did hallucinating, but um, yeah. So. I don't know. I just feel like that dusty stuff is like, well, I feel like, I don't know. It's hard to say because I feel like Ghostface did a lot of the same stuff, but he was very creative. Yeah, and his beats would change. Like the first. They do a lot of sample stuff too, though. Yeah, but the first, but it's different producers. That's the point. Different producers have different thought processes and different styles. Iron Man is completely rizza basically and then i think 
a couple Wu Tang affiliates, and then uh, what's it called? Uh, Supreme clientele, which many people consider to be his best. Riz only does like two, three beats. So like, mm. yeah, he got a new crew of producers. He even said like he went to Africa, you know, changed his concept of writing and got turned up even more and went crazy. And that's what I'm saying. He, everyone was trying to always evolve and change their style. And future, that brother, you know, turns 40 next month. He's an old school artist, even though, like you say, he does have what people would call fast food music and content that isn't full of nourishment. He knows how to switch it up, be diverse. I mentioned it last week, how all like his iconic run is because I'm working with different producers to get different sauce. Like I'm doing something, I'm doing like orchestral trap with fucking... Zaytoven, I'm taking trap music to the next level. And Zaytoven said that um he didn't even really want to do work with Future. He said Future was like his least favorite out of all like the Atlanta people at the time. And then he said, but well, he but now he considers the Beast Modes his best work ever. Yeah, says, it is. He said Future literally let him take control of it. Yep. Future was like, what we don't like most people. He said he'll give people um a beat and they'll be like oh, i don't like that beat zaytoven like no nigga this is the beat that we're doing today you're supposed to rap on it like that's how it's supposed to go i gave you this you do on this he said when it came to future i heard this on tank's podcast by the way yeah um, i'm gonna listen to i just i started it like a few days ago i'm gonna keep going go ahead yeah it's tight he said when he did beast mode with future mm-hmm. future basically did it he said when he gets future beats he do something on every beat same thing yeah. with oj he said oj's tapes Will be all him like he give OJ beats. Yeah, OJ's doing all him. the beats. Yeah, <laughs> doing all. He and then he he said people would be mad, be like, "Yo, why you give OJ my beats?" They told him be like, "Yeah, my bad, man. I know he's gonna rap on all the beats because it'll be a beat he gave somebody else, but OJ do it anyways." Yep, but that's the thing. Future is old school. He's from the Dungeon family. He grew up with the organized noise. He grew up with producers that had the concept and the mind to shape classic albums and to really make vibes and themes and narratives through production so that the beat is already a hit like you know that you a dj bro you working with making beats you already know there's certain production that that shit is already a hit before anybody says a word on that shit and that's what i see with nigga like zaytoven his beats are anthemic they're crazy that's why you can tell like bro dude do you imagine how happy Jeezy was when he heard that beat the So Icy? That's why he wanted it for his album badly. That they said, and he talked about that too. He talked about how like they thought the song was pretty like good, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until Young Will sang on it. That's what I'm saying. That's when they're like, oh yeah, this boy went crazy. And he said Coach K was in the studio. He said, no, this is a hit. Like he told him, this is a hit. Coach K told him too. Yeah, and Lil Will's from where? I don't know, Chicago. Nah, he's Dungeon Family. Oh, he is? Yeah, he's a Dungeon Family nigga. Shout out the big boy. He sh- he references him on a, on a, I think a line on Equemini when he said a girl sucked his dick and he gave her a little Will poster. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yeah. this girl's excited. That's what They needed that sauce, but. But yeah, um, Zay Tiggy said. That's when he was able to actually show off his um piano abilities too. It wasn't just yeah, like with, rap with, stuff. yeah with with future right yeah the beast yep. mode. So I'm saying that's why I called it orchestral trap. That shit was next level. That's why 
that's low key my favorite future project. Even well, though I would say maybe Beast Mode or sorry, DS2 is my favorite album ever. My favorite project period might a Beast Mode might be up there because I listen to that a lot. That made me a Zaytoven stand, and then I was already fooling with Gucci heavy by that era. List going back. And my favorite Gucci tape is EA Sports Center, all Zaytoven. So when you have a genius like that, you are going to listen to him. But that's what Future does. Who did used to this? That's Zay. Yeah, I thought so. Come on, man. You know that. And that's why, you know, Drake wanted to get on that fast because he never got on a Zay beat, I think, until then, maybe. But, you know, that's why, I mean, Beast Mode was so good. Jay-Z asked Zaytoven for beats. Niggas yeah, like he talks about that. He talks about that. So I'm saying like that's why Zay Tobin Beast Mode was so good. Future got to do a commercial with Cher and Zay Tobin made the beat. That's why he likes features the most now. That's what I'm saying because that project was so good and made people realize Zay Tobin is a genius and a producer, not just like a yeah, beat not just a guy that makes singles. Like because he was already coming back with like with Migos with Versace and all that stuff. Oh yeah, they talk about how he launches people. Like, yeah, he when does. You first heard Gucci. You heard Zay when you first heard Migos for most Even people. Even for a lot of people, when you first heard Jeezy, you heard Zay. Same for me. Yeah, for and a lot you, of people. When you first heard um Migos, Trap Out the Bando, I don't know if he did that. Nah, um, he didn't do Bando. But that wasn't the first time I heard Migos, though. I, first time I heard him was Versace. Yeah, the first time I heard him was Bando. You know? And then I, I wasn't the first time I heard Dolph, but a lot of people preach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Dolph's biggest song, you could argue, of his career. You know what I'm saying? So they were talking about how not only was he doing stuff, but he was like launching big artists. Yeah, OJ. Yeah, OJ. But um, but so real quick, because I want to switch to the next album to talk about. But so Griselda and them, they don't work with like Harry, like Alchemist and like Harry Frog. No, they do. They do work with them. They work with Alchemist a lot. They work with a lot of outside people. Mm. You look at the production. Just Blaze. Uh, you know, he don't really be working with people that much, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do have a song with them. I mean, West Side Gun puts out so much material, it's hard to remember. And I don't, not for real, I fool with them, but I don't listen to it all like over and over. He drops a lot. Hey, I thought he just drops like a Hitler and Hermes and Pray for Paris like once a year. Nah, man, that nigga drops a lot. I didn't know that. He only dropped like one project, but. Most of the time, he'd be working hard. What? Hold on. Let me look up his catalog. Well, you know, I don't know if Wikipedia is going to pay attention for me. Okay, let's see. Yeah, if you look back, all right, 20. This is just, all right, since 2020, we can say. He dropped Fly God is an Awesome God too. This is the, let's start with the studio album section. In 2020, he dropped two albums, Pray for Paris and Who Made the Sunshine. And then for mixtapes, he dropped Fly God is an Awesome God too. So in 2020, he dropped three projects. Damn. In 2021, he dropped a double album. That's basically two projects. 2022, he dropped Peace, Fly God, and 10. That's two projects. And then this year, he only dropped one. So that's what I'm saying. This year, he took it easy. He only dropped one. And then 2019, he dropped 
the project with Griselda, what was Sheen uh what was Sheen do? So yeah, he's always dropping stuff. And then he also dropped Hitler Wears Hermes 7 and Fly God is an awesome guy 2019. Like, yeah, he's always dropping. That's why he said he needs a break. He's uh 41, you know. So in the last five years, though, is when they blew up. So I understand why you want to run it up because yeah, I've been grinding for a long time, but I just got hot in the last five, you know, years, basically the last five, six, seven years. So, yeah, I'm about to run it up crazy. So Conway and Westside Gun are half brothers. Is that real? Uh, no. Nah. <laughs> oh, man. But um, they're just they 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 family friends, man. Gotcha. But um and Benny the Butcher, they say, yeah, that is his real first cousin. But um speaking of Harry Fraud, um him and Jay Worthy and Kamaya American dropped, Dream. I dropped uh yeah, American Dream. It's very pimpy. Um the cover is pretty funny. I don't know who that guy is, but I'm sure Jay Worthy did his homework and it's probably somebody cool, unless it's just an AI person. But um, how'd you like the American Dream, man? He looks like if Prince was a pimp, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a cool project. I like Nine AM as an intro. The video's cool. Um, shout out to Guap Dad for his verse. That joint was smooth. Pressure, uh, Max B on Good Shit was a great feature. Ty Dolla Sign on Pull Up was cool. I like the song with Drum Ragtop Riches. It's real, like you said, it's real melodic and player and pimpish. Kamaya's popping her shit. Jay Worthy is real cool, but he's banging hard. But he's <laughs> he's banging hard. Yeah, but he's in he's on his pimp vibe too. He know? he be banging hard. Yeah, he does. He loves. He's it's an everyday thing to gang bang for him. So uh, shout out to Leaving Cali, still around making smooth melodies. Money in the bag was real smooth. Uh, it's a cool project. Uh, I think Osei said it might be a second favorite project of the year. D'Lo really loves it a lot. I might have to, we're going to have to talk about it again on Ring Culture tomorrow. Yeah, it's a pretty dope project. I love uh, seeing Kamaya be used on those kind of beats. I think it was dope. I just, I just liked it a lot. Like, And Jay Worthy is also signed to Griselda, you know, allegedly. I haven't listened to Kamaya in a long time, so I don't really know what her style is anymore. True. So I don't know if this is similar to what she does. Or not, but I liked it. It was tough. Yeah. She still had her same bop and her same swag that she always has. And I just like how she represents Oakland. I wish she had more of a um, presence and like just a, I just wish she was like, you know, have more of a bigger presence because I like her style, her androgynous style. It's pretty cool. Hey, man, she's still putting out music. So give her a chance. Check her out. She put out a project last year. Keep it lit. And also, uh, let's see. Divine Time and Deluxe Edition. So she put out an EP and an album last year. So, yeah, she's it looks like she's getting active again. That's cool. Because I want her and because, all to do some music. True. Yeah, that would be cool. Because it looks like before last year, 2020, she took a break in 2021. But in... 2020 she dropped three projects so yeah she's been working 
But yeah, but before 2020, she she last dropped 2017. I think that's when uh, she had the issue. She was signed to YG's label. Things didn't work out. So now she's back independent doing her thing. So I'm a supporter. I liked her performance on this album. So because of that, I'm going to go back and try to give her EP, Keep It Lit, a listen. Thing. Like Mr. Fab is the only feature. And if I like that, I'll go back and listen to her album, Divine Timing. She got two straps. Same. I'm definitely gonna um check in, check out her latest stuff. Do um, do, oh yeah, um, listen to this on Divine Timing. Sada Baby's on it. The oh yeah, I heard that. The boy, you know, that's my brother. Mm-hmm. Cash Kid, that's your brother. And I'll be listening to the boy this year more than I ever have actually. Word. Lloyd, like yeah, Lloyd. Whoa, they about to get melodic and real smooth. Okay, Payroll Giovanni, Young wow. Sloby. Oh, okay. Oh, whoa, that's my world. Dej Loaf. Wow. Whoa, why do you keep being mean to her, man? She be working with features. People be calling her still in the underground, and she... Because she was great. I loved Deja Loaf when she came out. I did, I too. Fan. I did, too. I was, I was a, a fan of Deja Loaf. I was a massive fan. I was bumping it hard. But uh, this is my world, you know, hearing um, The Boy and Cash Kid, Payroll... Kamaya, I'm a real West Coast nigga right now, like big time. Like, oh, I you listen to the boy now? You respect it? Hell yeah, I be listening to the boy. All right, cool. You're welcome. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, you you show me him when you show me all, all black. I seen them both together. Yeah, whoa, well, I showed you all black first. Yeah. Well, I forgot about that. Dang, I do be showing you your favorite rappers. Oh seven, oh seven Lynch, and um, what's the other one? See, that's what you're supposed to do, guys. Share music. Can- with Canada guys. Goose, Canadian Goose. We're, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Both the same day. Oh, him yeah, and, I remember and that. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's when I knew about the boy. But um, the Share boy, I like his your friends, guys. I like his back wood full of yeah on two K twenty three. I like the turn myself in joint. Oh, I didn't know that was on the two uh, K. That's tight. But um, his, his his last project, turn myself in, is solid. Yeah, that joint goes. So yeah, I like all that West Coast shit. Like I love Blue Buck still. I'm waiting on Larry's new joint, and I want All Black to drop that single that he posted. Yeah, him and Cardo looks like they're gonna drop soon, right? Dang, did Cardo leave payroll? I mean, you know, I think payroll's been trying to do his own beats recently. You know, and uh, speaking of payroll, his brother Peasy put out a project ghetto. Did you listen to that? Nah, I knew it was somebody else I was supposed to listen to. I couldn't think of it, but I'm going to listen to it. PZ's kind of on his payroll lane now. Yeah, whoa, it's boring now. Yeah. It it's just cool. like... It's, it wasn't bad. You know, it was cool, but yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not cool. like... um, It's not like his um, Winter Grind 2007 and um, the joint he did with Babyface Ray. Hold on, what is it called? I'll be listening to it a lot. Oh, shit. Can't he has it. a song with Babyface Ray on this new project that's good, but yeah, it's not even, it's not better than this project last year. The only built for Diamond Links. Ghetto know? Wave. It's not like Ghetto Wave. Oh, piece. hell no. Nah, hell no. That's nah. my favorite piece. Uh, yeah, that's a classic. That's a Detroit classic. Yeah, Ghetto Wave. And then even the joint with him and Payroll went off. Yeah, that joint is good. But um he kind of he yeah. kind of goes off better than Payroll on that album. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what made me respect PZ and have to check him out really really do my research. I was like, man, he would pay Rose ass on this. He was snapping on that joint. He was going too crazy. I was like, damn, I should have been a team Eastside guy, low-key. Low 
Yeah, the east side, they they rap better. Yeah, too. they want. Because um, the west side, like this one guy said, he said that Doughboy's cash shot, they were good, but they were a little bit too ABCD for him. Word. And no disrespect to Payroll. You know you're a legend. He's one of my favorite rappers ever of all time. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm just kidding. You know, I was just, for, for a guy that didn't really listen to Team East side as much, because when I listened to them, they were too raw for me. Their joints were kind of, I don't know, listening to it back then. Because for real, out of Doughboy's cash shot, I only liked Payroll, no disrespect. I was I only like a HBK. Payroll guy. I like HB. Yeah, he was cool. He was cool. But, uh, Not, and I even like Bang Gang, but you know, they're just, they're kind of like Gleesh. They're kind of, they get a little sloppy sometimes. True. But yeah, Ghetto was all right. The song Fashion Week with Larry and Money Man's cool might be it's a little sleepy for you. I tried to listen to it. I, I didn't like it. Yeah, no, I was about to say it's too sleepy for you. I already know it. I need Jiggy uh, Larry. Pause. Uh, D- <laughs> yeah, whatever, what have you. Well, uh, did you listen to Offset's album? I couldn't really get through it, honestly. <laughs> and I don't know. I'm not trying to be biased. I'm not just super pro Quavo. But Offset, to me, he's more of like, it seemed like he was trying to make like a star album while to me not and i'm not trying to just compare them i'm i want to let them stand on their own but i'm always going to be compared it is what it is yeah but i just feel like quavo was going for the streets more and quavo had more pain in his album more and more growth to me as an artist and like to me i just think offset he don't got no songs that's better than turn your click up back begins 1111 or Disciples. Let me like, tell I actually you love those songs. Offset has a nice run on the album from like track eight to like track whatever, 11, 12, wherever before the Lotto song pulls up and messes up the album again. But he has a nice solid run in the middle of the album. But yeah, it's a real, it's like basically Quavo made an album and Offset made a collection of songs. He made a playlist. It was awesome. Yeah, you're right. And it you was kind of it was kind of boring. You didn't like it? Nah, it was a yeah. What I are the streets telling you? Like I said, track eight to twelve wasn't really. That was like the best run that I liked. It's not like I like the song with Mango Food. Like yeah, like you said, Future and Quavo did better than Future and Offset on this one. The 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 song that he did with his wife, Jealous, the a second joint is cool. But the other one, Freaky Yo, Freaky Oh, yeah, I couldn't even. I, I got off the album, I think, yeah. right there. That and was then I just started skimming each song, and I just got out of there. Yeah, that was Huffy. Freaky Yo was Huffy. So, Huffy? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Offset. So you think Quavo's was better? Way better, yeah. Quavo, what the street- Quavo would be in my top 25 favorite albums of 2023. What are the streets telling you? The streets are telling me that Offset needs to, you know, Go link up with Quavo again. Yeah, they both need to link up with each other. But you're hearing that people like don't like Offset's album because on Twitter they were acting like Offset's album was tight. I couldn't tell if that how real that was. I didn't really see that. All I saw was people like Kai Sinat, like, "Come on, Quavo, oh, man." He didn't like it either, and he <laughs> Quavo did all that promo with Kai Sinat, and he you mean Offset. I mean, my bad, and he couldn't even fake like he liked the album. So, yeah, it is what it is. 
Yeah, why well, was Quavo trying to be with the streets thing? Because he was so close to like the situation that happened. Rest and in peace. And he just made an album that that's his nephew too. Make, man, yeah, that's his real little brother. They grew up together. That's because that's like you said, that's his nephew. But because they're so close in age, they're like brothers for real. So they grew up together. They only a couple years apart from each other. So that's why when you and see Patty Cake cranks to me. Yeah, but that's why when you see all the little kid pictures, it's Quavo and Takeoff. It's an offsetting there because he's more like a neighborhood for me. And um, not that this matters, but it's just something that I noticed. Like Offset was like in his songs, like saying like, "Yeah, I'm asking why." And then on Quavo's album, he was like, "I never ask God why. I just go on the road, design." Like you know, what I mean, it's just a lot Ooh. of. There's a lot of maturity in there. Just never ask God why. I just follow the road. Yeah, like the song that Offset made with Chloe Bailey, that joint was like, hey man, what do you that joint was weak? I didn't even I I I don't think I know I'm you gonna, didn't get what we started his body popping again. I don't think I'm gonna go back to that. But I listened to Disciples. I listened to Turn Your Click Up. I listened to 1111. Like I literally listened to them joints. I listened to Back Where It Begins. You, know you finished the album, basically. You finished one album, you didn't even get through track 10 to another album. That's all. Yeah. yeah. So and I, I like Who With Me. Who With Me is my shit, too. Yeah. Are you excited with the rumors before we disappear for the night? Are you excited with the rumors of a <laughs> a, a yay and Ty Dolla Sign album? I like Todd Dolla Sign, man. He pulls up and does tight shit all the time. I even loved him on that um, uh, Lil Goddard and Lil Keith song. So I'm saying he he's been working hard on features. He's on the Kamaya joint. That's my that's my favorite song. Yeah, he's on he's on the West Side Gun song, West Side Gun album. That's one of the standouts over there. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been working hard, man. That rich nigga shit, Lil Goddard. I wish it got bigger. That was that was a dope. Yeah, that was your jam. Song. I was like, man, you really want this to go off. Rich nigga shit up, but my brother out of prison. Like he went off on that. And he did good on the um what was the song joint he was on with Big Sean? Oh yeah, Larry June. That was one of the only Summer songs Breeze. I liked on the Larry yeah, June Summer album. Breeze. Yeah, that's yeah. a big feature too this year for him. Yeah, he he does well on that. Yeah. People are using him. You know, he's a secret weapon in rap. He's been that for a few years. That's why Kanye wants to make an album with him, because they've made heat before, like on Fade, like on Real Friends, you know. Real Friends was pretty good, but um, no, I'm not excited at all. This album's gonna stink in my <laughs> prediction. Um, he's gonna be able to use Ty Dolla Sign pretty cool, but Kanye sonically likes shit that doesn't crank for real at this point in his life. I don't know what he's trying to do. I, you know, he he makes like art songs that are supposed to be like at like a showcasing and ballerinas and shit. You don't really make like music that like I actually want to listen to when I'm driving my car or like when I'm drinking a milkshake on a sunny day, when I'm going out on a date. You don't want to hear off the grid when you in the club? Nah, I don't even want to hear that bullshit in the gym. You don't want to do it for your kid, kid, kid? And they kid, 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 kids. Kim, you know, when I'm with Kim, hey, listen, fam, but um yeah i'm not excited at all honestly but you know poor todd dollar yeah what do what do you think went wrong with his career is it just r&b not being no i'm saying poor todd dollar for having to do this album with kanye yeah but a part of him having to do this album with kanye is because his albums as a solo artist haven't done well so 
why do you think he has him as a solo artist isn't as good as him as a feature artist? Because I feel like he didn't separate himself, even though girls love horses in a stable. He didn't um I feel like he kind of did what party next door did and kind of didn't drop as often and the mustard sound left. Not really that he relied so heavily on the mustard sound. I mean, that but, is the um, biggest song, right? Or nine. How does that one go, man? But that is kind of slow, but it's a mustard beat. I thought two of my bitches in the club was his biggest song. That's my oh, shit. Nah, you're right. That is probably it. Yeah. That's my shit. Yeah, paranoid. Yeah. Um yeah. I don't know why Todd Dollar's stuff didn't get bigger. Oh, I have no idea. I never thought about that. That's a good thing. I should deep dive on, but yeah, figure it out, man. Cause that's why he has to work with Kanye in 2023. I blame the West Coast. Who there is there any other West Coast R and B people? There's I think the uh, that D what's the dude Saint no, not Saint John. Um, Basically just blessed. Nah, the dude's brother, D Smoke's brother, sir. Oh, true. Sir's kind of like that. And you're right, Blast, but Blast kind of fell off to me. <laughs> Already. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have another year like he did that one, like two years ago. Yeah, well, it's over. Been gone, and then Tiger's making some fucking Ice Ice Baby remix. <laughs> that just, guy's disgusting, man. Tiger, he just made a project with YG. I didn't hear nothing about that. They had a tour that they were gonna go on with Sweetie, but it got canceled. Man, they know the I don't truth. Think they had any interest? They know the truth, man. Bucks Clan, they know the truth. You know, stink team stuff is what's going. So you're on. not gonna listen to the Tiger and YG. Album? No. <laughs> you got Blue Bucks Clan and um. <laughs> Ralphie and Draco type of shit that I've been hearing. That's my LA shit. No, like I'm not even trying to be in no funny shit, but nah, man. Mm-mm. Tiger, he keeps making Mexican songs. Hey, man. I don't him and YG keep making Mexican oh, songs. Oh, I don't think they're doing that this time around. Y'all don't get that shit out of here, they dog. Get loco together. I don't nobody want to hear all that Mexican shit. No disrespect to, to my Mexicans Mexican. to like them because you know yeah. the Mexicans run California, so. Hey man, dude. I mean, it just sucks they don't got like Puerto Ricans and they can't get on a reggaeton or nothing because that's where it's at. Dembo, Dominican stuff. But um, Whoa. yeah, he he they redid Ice Brazilian. Ice. They should sample Brazilian funk stuff instead. They he redid Ice Ice Baby. That guy's nasty. Um, algorithm rap. That seems like some mainstream. That's what everyone's kinda, doing in the mainstream. That seemed like some mainstream LA shit to do. To a certain extent, yeah, because they just thirsty for a hit, man. Not they as in everybody. I'm talking about they like Tiger. You can tell he's trying to work hard. Tiger and whoever made that beat. Yeah, Tiger's been like that too. He's been like a I'm not about to make like a real actual album. I'm just making hits. I respect Famous. that. Ain't yeah, nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that but you know, it's just not for me, but um yeah, I mean, I don't know. Are you excited for Todd Dollar and Kanye? I know you are. I'll listen to it. I'm not excited about it. I, I'll listen to it, though, because I listen to every Kanye album. That's still my boy. Top three musician in my, in my you know, catalog. He's still one of my top five favorite rappers ever. But yeah, my top three, man. After Dark Twisted Fantasy, you can sneak Yeezus a little bit in there because I don't really care about Yeezus that much, honestly. It's not bad, but... And Doctors of Fantasy grew on me. I, I don't really go to it, but 808s and Down is just where I'm at. And that was all that was good enough for him to be my top five favorite, plus his features and shit. Yeah, and Slum Village albums, stuff. Man. Slum Village stuff. Albums better than that. Slum Village, Common stuff, Watch the Throne a little bit. 
Um, <laughs> you know, so I still like Kanye. That's still my homie, but I think he said he's autistic. Yeah, then he tried to say, oh, they misdiagnosed me. I don't know. That nigga be talking like <laughs> He said he's autistic. That's not funny. But that's a crazy way to get out of stuff. But no, first he said he was bipolar. Then he said, oh, they misdiagnosed me. I'm slightly autistic. That nigga's funny. Like, that's some fun. I love that part about him. He's ghetto still. Well, from going from being bipolar to slightly autistic. He just do a lot of ghetto shit like George Bush and the stuff with the Jewish community, uh, don't get mad at me, Jewish community. You know, but oh, that's ghetto shit. Yeah, that's ghetto as hell. Just up there talking, saying shit. Remember he said I'm on TV talking like it's just you and me. <laughs> I think it's wild. Hey man, well, shout out to by the way, sexy red is pregnant, still on tour, doing her thing. She had people like ASAP Ferg and Lancey Foe as special guests, so that was cool. Lancey Foe. Hey, I'm telling you, man, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that rage rap is going growing a little bit. He knows how to make it cool for girls. That shit ain't going nowhere, but rap don't got to be mainstream anymore. I used to always be anti-mainstream. I kind of lost it because a lot of my underground people became mainstream. But now I realize I have to go back to, to my roots because I've always never really been a mainstream guy. But all the mainstream is giving me is this little kitty. I take these perkies for fun type of bullshit. Like I just don't care about that kind of stuff anymore. Well, that sounds like future. That was yeet. Oh, okay. Kind of that money for fun. Oh yeah, okay. Hey, number one song in the world. <laughs> yeah, because all those young lean European kids like it. Mm-hmm. And took the walk to Poland. Like it. Took the walk to Poland kids. And they get in America like it. Yeah, Rage Rap is working, man. It's had a good... This is the best year in Rage Rap history. Jump out the house. Jump out the house. Even um, Trippy Red's album wasn't bad. Yeah, well, his new snippet's getting cooked online. Well, his last album was good to me. Eh, it was like eight good songs. All his features sucked. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think that's a good album. That joint is like 24, 25 songs. It's like eight of them are pretty good. But yeah, that joint... Big Thirty and Travis did good on that. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, they oh they finally put the Chief Keep songs back on. They took them off for some reason. Rob Fortnine did good. I didn't like the baby. I didn't like Lil B. Kodak had fun on there. I didn't like G Herbo's Ski Mask. I actually liked his stuff. I didn't like Rollo. I like that Fiji guy, Fiji Macintosh. His drum was cool. Um, I didn't listen to the Richard Kid. The drum with him and Lucky was fire. I didn't like the one with him and Nardo. Lil Dirk did good. Travis did good. I didn't like the other Lil Baby. Future did good on one of them. And I like the one with him and Juice World. So I like, you know. God probably... damn, that sounds like a compilation. Yeah. These brothers need a lot of help to sell records. Well, God bless America, man. Who am I to judge? Get it off how you can, man. This is Chopper Soup Convos. We're going to holla at y'all. Y'all stay blessed out there. Got any last thoughts or any, you know, last, you know, last. Well, I'll word. just say real quick. I like 15 out of the 25 songs on that album. Yeah. Okay. So that's uh, what is that? I don't know. 75 or something. 80. Oh my goodness. Wait, do you have a college degree, son? Are you asking me to do math? I'm yeah. Not math. I'm not doing math. It's a 60%, man. That's an F. Oh, hmm. yeah. I wasn't doing math. Anyways, last thoughts, man. 
shout out to all y'all, uh, you know, all my bald head homies, man. You know, make sure y'all wear those beanies. It's getting cold out there. Nah, man, we got to be free. You got to strengthen your head top. No, no headwear. You got to rock beanies, man. Y'all have accessories and stuff. Mm-mm. How would you feel if you walked into a room and somebody said, car ain't got no roof as soon as you walked in? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think they're talking about you? What do you think they're talking about you? Easy. Car ain't got no roof. And I'll say, yeah, you know, it's a drop top. Come on. It's a drop top. Come on. Some niggas got sunroofs, which is kind of worse. Yeah, yeah. I've never, well, that's what I'm saying. And people, especially my brother Duke, shout out to him. He's, he be saying my head top is perfect. Shout out to the ladies too. They do say that I look good bald. I don't look crazy bald. Some people be looking weird, but I still, I got, I got stronger. It's a strength now. My beard is stronger than ever. My mom shinier than ever. My aura is. Shout out to James too. He made himself, James made himself bald during the pandemic, pretending like he he was losing hair. Now he has a full head of hair. That boy was bored as hell in the pandemic. Hey man, you got (laughs) to. He shaved his head bald. You got to see how you would look bald. It was just a test. It was just a demo. For future reference, that's all. How will I look if I'm bald? He's, and he was like, all right, I won't be bad. I personally don't like to make fun of bald people because I'm scared it can come get me. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but I'm just not ready for that. But yeah, Sorry, man. Yeah, we know you're not ready for that. You you had dreads, then lost it, and got it back. <laughs> we know. <laughs> Shout out to all the bald head uh, men, you know, uh, Pauls. Yeah, rest in peace, Tupac, uh, you know. Jada Pinkett Smith said he had alopecia. That's why he had to go bald as a young man. But, hey, he's one of the greatest bald brothers of all time. You know, one of the greatest icons of bald men. We have Michael Jordan and Tupac. Those are like the kings of black culture. So Is Michael Jordan the greatest bald man ever? Yeah, and Tupac's number two. That's what I'm saying. We got, hey, man, we got the two kings of black culture, you could argue. The most influential athlete and the most influ- influential rapper ever are bald men. So that's tight. So, hey, man, Shabasuk Convo, keep your head tight, it's warm, you know, and if they, if someone says car ain't got no roof, just save room, all right? <laughs> we out.